everyone, Shanna here, welcoming you to another episode of Worthy Asian, a safe space to talk about generational trauma, Asian parenting styles, and finding our way to healing and knowing our worth. This week, we interrupt the usual broadcast to talk about Lunar New Year. I realize the usual broadcast is only like 2.5 episodes, but I couldn't resist saying it. The reason I want to talk about Lunar New Year is because I grew up not really understanding it. I was never really taught the backstory or history. I just knew we got red packets of lucky money, ate fancy dinners, and got to see lion dances and fireworks sometimes. When I grew up, it made me feel a little unauthentic, like I wasn't a real Asian. And I didn't feel like I was in a place where I could ask my parents why we did certain things. Because part of the culture is that you just do what you're told and you don't get to know why. But I don't want to carry that on in my family. I want to know and appreciate Asian culture, not just because I was told to. And I want to be able to teach my daughter about it too and answer her questions when she might ask me why we do certain things. And maybe some of you are in a similar boat. Lunar New Year is often a time of celebration and hope. It is bright and colorful with lots of festivities. But I don't really remember it being like that for me as a child. I have a lot of negative memories um, attached to it because I got in trouble a lot during Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. As with most of my childhood memories, joyous events were often tainted with the memory of how things went very wrong. So for Lunar New Year, it brought on a lot of pressure to be even more perfect, because if I F it up, then I would be blamed for the impending doom and bad luck that would be brought upon the family for the entire New Year. It's why I have a hard time now with reading my horoscope during this time, because I don't want to hear about how unlucky my year is going to be. I've had enough of bad luck. I want to make my own good luck. Anyway, it's my long-winded way of saying I'm trying to reframe Lunar New Year because I want it to be different for me now and my family. I want to enjoy it and celebrate. I want it to be a positive thing about my culture that I can celebrate with my family. So this is my attempt at a basic Lunar New Year 101 where I share a little bit of why and how we celebrate as Asians across the board. Now, I will put up a warning because as a second generation immigrant, I grew up mostly speaking English and traditions were loosely followed or referred to. So I did some research And I'm going to do my best to share information um, for a couple of countries and how they celebrate. And by all means, I am no expert. And if I miss something or get something wrong, I invite you to correct me. I chose countries and facts just based on what information I could find and if they had differences that stood out from one another. So if you didn't already know, Lunar New Year started January 22nd, and it is the year of the rabbit. Lunar New Year is based on the lunar calendar, also known as moon phases that change and are not constant, hence why it starts on different days each year, usually between mid-January to mid-February. 
And because it's always different, it's a big part of why I found Lunar New Year so confusing. I never know when it is. I only know if friends or family tell me or if I ask the all-knowing Google. Celebrations last about 3 to 15 days, depending on where you're celebrating. And it is also known as the Spring Festival, to welcome spring into the new year. And so since some of you are still celebrating Lunar New Year, it makes this episode still relevant. So I'm going to run with that. I'm thinking I will start with the Zodiac. A big part of the new year is to read your horoscope and find out if it'll be a lucky year for you based on your animal. And growing up as a child, I always wanted to know, why was it these specific animals? And so I found a little story to share. The zodiac consists of 12 animals. So you have the rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. Legend has it that long ago, the Jade Emperor wanted to create the Zodiac and invited all the animals in the land to compete in a race. The first 12 animals to finish would be part of the Zodiac. Now at that time, the cat and rat were best friends and planned to go to the race together the next day. As they went to sleep, the cat asked the rat to wake them up in the morning, but the rat did not, instead leaving early to go to the race by himself. The rat did clever things like riding on the ox's back across the river in order to win first place. So the order of the zodiac is the order in which the animals won the race. The animal that came last, which is not surprising maybe, is the piggy. Um, And he came last because he made lots of stops to snack and nap. Which sounds about right. But anyway, the rat returned home, dancing with joy and making a lot of noise because he was so excited, and he woke the cat up. And when the cat found out that the rat betrayed him, he chased him. And that's why, to this day, cats are known to chase rats. So I thought that was a pretty cute story and a nice way to share about how these 12 animals came to be for the Zodiac. But it might not pertain to Vietnamese people because they have a different zodiac. They have a cat instead of a rabbit. And Google tells me it's likely because the ancient word for rabbit in Vietnamese sounds like Mao. So maybe it's related to that and that it sounds like what a cat would make. So take what you will from that. I don't know, but if you know, please tell me. Now, leading up to Lunar New Year, you might find that your family is cleaning up more than usual and buying festive treats and decorations and new clothes. So the cleaning up is done to sweep away and clear out any bad luck and ill feelings from the previous year, but there's no cleaning to be happening on New Year's Day, as that will wash away any good luck brought by the New Year. Decorations are often red with calligraphy symbols, flowers, and kumquat trees, all to symbolize good luck, new life, and prosperity. You wear new clothes for good luck to symbolize your fresh start, or you wear traditional robes. And I apologize in advance because I'm going to try and say a few terms not in my language. And uh, I I did listen to YouTube beforehand, but it still could go wrong. So apologies in advance. 
So if you're Korean, um, during Lunar New Year, you might be wearing bright and colorful tra traditional robes called hanbok. And if you're Vietnamese, you would be wearing your silk aoyai. And if you're Chinese, then you might wear trangsams or chipaos. For the Chinese, New Year's Eve is probably the most important, as that is when you have your family reunion dinner. The food you eat is very symbolic too, so to name a few things, there might be a whole fish or chicken to represent unity, or the wholeness of the fish or chicken represents a good beginning and end. You'll have noodles for longevity or long life. Oranges and pomelos represent prosperity as they are round and golden. Dumplings for wealth as they're shaped like Chinese gold bars that look like a little boat. Koreans enjoy a soup with round rice cakes that symbolize coins and money. Vietnamese people have an array of sticky rice cakes that symbolize gratitude to ancestors, harmony, and good luck. And Malaysians have a salad with a variety of bright vegetables and noodles and have a tradition to mix it up together with family while wishing each other good luck. And lastly, I want to add that Chinese people like to have eight or nine dishes for their family reunion dinner because eight or nine are lucky numbers. Um, in the Chinese language, eight sounds like good fortune or wealth and nine sounds like enough. So having eight or nine dishes will signify that we have enough wealth for the year. Something that seems to be common across the board is the handing out of lucky red money. So elders will give out lucky red packets of money to the youth to wish them health, growth, and good studies in the coming year. Um, for Koreans, there's also a special bowing tradition that they do um, before receiving the red packets. I remember that this was obviously one of the best parts of Lunar New Year, where I could collect all my red packets and count all my money. Um, and I also remember thinking, I don't want to grow up because I don't want to be having to hand out all these red packets to all the kids I know. But here we are. I'm an adult now, and I guess I got to start doing it. Um, some other common things for New Year is fireworks and firecrackers with lion and dragon dances. And it's because lions are symbols of luck and happiness, and dragons symbolize braveness and power. These fireworks and dances came to be as there is a legend of a man-eating monster named Nian, which is similar to the Chinese word for year. And he would wake up every Lunar New Year and terrorize the people. But the people found out that he was afraid of loud noises and bright colors. So in order for them to be safe, they would decorate the village with red decorations and set off loud firecrackers and fireworks and bang drums and cymbals while having their own colorful creatures, the lion and the dragon, dancing in the streets. So in doing this, they would defeat Nian every year. And that's how this tradition came to be. So I think the Chinese people celebrate the longest, um, and on the last day of Chinese New Year, they have a lantern festival, and often eat sweet rice balls that represent togetherness. The lanterns symbolize people letting go of the past year and welcoming the new year with good fortune. 
So maybe it's just me, but I always like to understand how traditions come to be. And I hope you found this interesting and maybe learned a little something too, even though it was super basic. For my daughter, I also wanted to have some books that I could read to her so that she could learn about Chinese New Year in a fun way. And I thought I would just quickly share the ones that I got for her in case anyone else would like them. They are about Chinese New Year though, so just keep that in mind. So I got these off Amazon, and I might butcher the saying of this because this one's in Mandarin and I usually speak Cantonese, but it's called Yushi and Yi Chen and Chinese New Year. And it is an introductory book about Lunar New Year traditions. It goes over the zodiac and over food, and it also has little activities for counting and colors. The story about the zodiac animals is called The Great Race, and there's many versions available. And another one I got that my daughter is really going to like because over here in the UK,、um, they're all about the Mr. Men books here. And so there's a fun one called Little Miss Chinese New Year. And it's a cute little story about how all the little Mr. Men's come together to celebrate Chinese New Year. And again, goes over. The traditions in a funny little way so that little kids can enjoy and remember. So it's a bit of a short one today, and I hope you had fun with it. Again, if I got anything wrong or you want to add anything, please shoot me a message and I can correct anything or add anything. As always, thank you for sharing your time with me. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at Worthy Asian Podcast to hear any questions, ideas, or stories you have. And if you'd like a space to be able to share, receive, or give support, please join and help build our community in the Worthy Asian Facebook group. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe, share, or leave a review so more people can find us. I'll be back next Monday. So until then, take care, talk soon, and much love. From a fellow worthy Asian.